The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. How do you know when you're playing? In episode 10, join us in the arena as we talk about play. Hey, listeners. Welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we play. Yay! Yay! I know. Super exciting. So this is a really fun and light episode for us that we can't wait to share more with you about. We started with uh, just looking into a couple things that we'd heard about play. It's a really interesting concept. It actually has a lot of research around it. And our first kind of foray into this was Brene Brown, who talks about play in her most recent documentary and many of her books. The person she quotes the most around play is Stuart Brown. No relation, I don't think. (laughs) So he is a clinical researcher, uh, and he actually started his career studying homicidal men. And one of the things that he realized is that the largest contributor to their mental state was a lack of play in their childhood. So he took this understanding and theory and then became a lifelong play researcher and expert. And he applied all of his background to actually just studying the ideas of play and how that affects our well-being. And of course, as you probably know, children are much more likely to play. So he's really been focused on adult play. And his research is really, really fascinating. And he defines play as time spent without purpose. So I'm going to read one of his quotes that really excited me and kind of, I don't know, made me feel connected to the idea of play play and why it's important. Of all animal species, humans are the biggest players of all. We are built to play and built through play. When we play, we are engaged in the purest expression of our humanity, the truest expression of our individuality. Is it any wonder that often the times we feel most alive, those that make up our best memories are moments of play? This is something that struck me. So I really love that. And I don't know, I'm just thinking about the fact that I was like, wow, when do I feel most alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's when I'm playing, spending time without purpose. That's such a beautiful quote. And I think just when I think about play, I don't know if I do it enough. I feel like as adults, it's our mind is always going and it's like the mind gets in the way of play. You know, Mm -hmm. on on the episode around creativity, which we discussed, it feels very aligned with play. We talked about how um, just being out of your mind and in the flow is what really gets you energized. And I really do feel like that is the same thing with play. But it's it's not something I, I think that as adults we really do mindlessly, mm-hmm. right? We we put too much mindfulness into the play, I'd say. Totally. And we I think play can often be like stymied by a plan. We're always mm-hmm. like planning a thing. Like we even plan our play. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel like play. Because yeah. we've got all of these structures around it. It's so interesting because I hadn't heard of Stuart Brown before Brene Brown's um documentary, which I know you referenced before, but for our listeners, um, that's on Netflix. It came out recently. I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but it is, it's a great doc- Call to Courage. Call to Courage. Yes, mm. that's it. Yeah. Um, where she where she's speaking to an audience for a little bit over an hour, um, all about the work that she does around vulnerability and shame. But Stuart Brown, it's so interesting if you go to his website and learn about what he's up to. I hadn't heard of someone who specializes in a niche like this. Mm. So it's, it's really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, and that there's enough information, enough need for it. I, I was actually most intrigued by the fact that his work started in such a such an intense space mm-hmm. and then led him to realize 
what an impact that has on people in their adult lives based on how they live their childhood. So I was even thinking about, you know, how much did I play as a kid? Mm -hmm. And it was a lot. But it's just a really interesting concept. And to even think that some people don't get the experience of play as a child is is so crazy to me because that's when you're most apt to play. Yeah, yeah. Taking away that experience. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's heartbreaking. So you mentioned he defines play as time spent without purpose. Right. So what do we want to do today? Let's let's play mm-hmm. to spend time playing without purpose. Yep. So what we thought would be fun today is to really just be in the act of playing, right? And and giving us this time to do so. And very much in line with in the arena, bring ourselves into a vulnerable space, we thought, why not ask each other questions so that our listeners can get to know us better, that we can get to know each other better, Mm -hmm. but questions that neither of us have seen. So what Leah and I did is we each chose 10 questions, five of which are kind of fast, speed dating type like questions, and then five, which we would like to elaborate a little bit more. Maybe there's a story to tell. Maybe there's something to share so that A, we can get to know one another, B, we can just play and have some fun. And not have a purpose and not have something tied to it. And C, be in the arena, right? Because I think some of the questions that I know that I wrote down can be somewhat vulnerable depending on how much you're willing to share. But why not take it from there and see what happens? Yeah, and maybe the bonus for you all is that you have questions for your next date. Yeah, oh, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) And then after that, I would love um, to reflect on on what this was like for us, right? This isn't planned. We're Mm -mm. going ahead and asking each other some questions. So um, it could be cool to kind of see what did did it feel like to play a little bit, to to get into the arena, and how that felt for us. Awesome. I cannot wait. All right. So we are going to be switching off 10 questions. Uh, Like Jackie said, the first five are just our little speed date questions. So I'll start with the first one. Are you ready? I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Okay. All right. So do you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle or the end? Oh, um, oh, good question. So I definitely start in the middle. So I start from like where where the fatty tissue is in the toothpaste, you know? Got it. And then as it gets lower, I definitely do towards the end. And I am not a roller per se, but I, I do squeeze through the end and try to make the most of my toothpaste. Is it not ridiculous that that has a plan? A plan. They, oh, <laughs> Squeezing the toothpaste It's like I, I try and control the amount of toothpaste that I'm getting. I do the same. Love it. Okay. Leah, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Oprah. Without question. That would be mine as well. Uh, I I I had a feeling you were going to say Oprah. Yeah. She's an incredible interviewer. And because of that, Mm. she has the ability to get so much information from people that have incredible stories. And everyone has an incredible story. So I just want all the information she's Mm. got. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And she's so present. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like she would just be such a wonderful person to sit with because she'd be so present and just give her all. Yeah. Like warm, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. All right. So are you a night owl or an early bird? Early bird. Early Mm. bird. I go to sleep between 9.30 and 10.30 every night. I wake up between 5.30 and 6.30 every morning. Um, That is my natural sleep pattern. I can't think straight at night very much. I I think straight much better in the morning. So early bird for sure. Awesome. You and me both. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? My first thought was to be able to go back in time. I don't know if I'd want to be able to go back in time to change anything, but to be able to go back in time to look at my life from a different perspective and then come Mm. forward with more information, if that makes sense. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Most people want to be able to change things, but I'm like, I I don't I don't know if you've seen that movie uh, about time. Mm-mm. 
someone's this woman's married to this guy and he finds out he can travel through time and he goes back in time a bunch of times and tries to change all these different things and just re-engineer his life. And what he basically finds out is that he can't re-engineer it to be perfect or to save everyone from pain or himself from experiences, whatever. And so he ends it, the, or the story ends with him deciding that he's not going to do that anymore. So yeah, just to be able to see, not to be able to change things. I love that. Yeah. Isn't it so interesting, like, what comes to your mind first? Yeah. these questions? Yeah. All right. So... Jackie, Desert Island, three items. What are they? Water, for sure. Fair. And and not just because it's a desert. I drink water all the time. Like, I am constantly <laughs> drinking and constantly thirsty. Music. Music is really important to me. It does something for my mind, body, and soul when I'm listening mm. to music. And I feel like on a desert island, that would be something that would just bring me joy. What artist? Oh, I'd say Billy Joel. Cool. Bring some classic rock into the mix. And my third item, I want to say a book also. Like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, entertainment and, yeah. and getting lost in a book on a desert island just feels very peaceful and calming to me. Mm-hmm. I would bring a book, too, for yeah. sure. Music, too. I probably wouldn't bring water. <laughs> I was imagining because it's an island, I'd be able to just, like, scoop it out of there. But who knows if that's clean? I think I desert. Know. I'm like, I just need water. <laughs> Love it. Cool. Okay, Leah. What was your favorite age growing up? Ooh, wow. It was somewhere around like seven or eight maybe. And the reason is because I was doing a lot of different things that were play, funny enough. I was playing soccer. I was playing softball. And I was in this really funny like 16th century holiday play called the Christmas Revels. And so I was performing in that. And I was in like these velvet outfits dancing around and singing so I just remember those moments I also played cello so it was just a lot of different things that were super engaging and Mm -hmm. I was so new at all of them that I had no like care about whether or not I was incredible at them or not incredible I was just kind of doing it so it was fun yeah I I think that I mean when we talk about play and, and time spent without purpose I mean when you're a kid, I feel like you're not attached to the outcome. You're yeah. just enjoying what is. That's and right. and it's interesting because for this question, I would have said around age nine. And I'm even thinking about what you said about going back in time and like what I feel when I'm at age nine or even like a seven and eight is like free, like carefree and calm and excited and fun. And, and not that I don't feel those things today, but my mind gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it all kind of comes together in terms of like being a child, playing without purpose, calm, fun, energy. There's something I was actually reading the other day. I forget what the article was. So I'm not going to be able to perfectly quote it, but I'll paraphrase. It was talking about the fact that we, when we were born, we're born with our intuition and like our gut and our spirits fully intact. Mm. And that's what we lead with. Mm. And so like if you think about the idea that kids are always playing, what a yeah. great way to kind of connect the dots. But through our lives, we're taught to then live with our minds, right? Mm -hmm. And so our minds are completely different than our intuition, our gut, and our spirit. And so we start leading there. And so I'm curious, like, I I don't know all the answers, but curious to learn more about what happens. Yeah. And something that I've been really interested in lately is this connection between mind, heart, and Mm -hmm. gut. And being mindful when they're not in alignment or when you're following more one more so than the other, yeah. right? And how to be kind of in tune with that balance between the three. And like, yeah. you you're, you may not always have that perfect balance, but it's being aware enough to know when you're making a decision based on your gut, based on your heart or your emotions or That's based right. on your mind. And I love that 
And I feel that so much, actually. Like, as a child, you're born just, like, pure, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about, like, that pureness. And then over time, we get into adulthood, and we just have too much, you know, coming at us. That, yeah. that And I'm sure there's so much um, we could talk about that. There. There. Yeah. There's yeah. so much there. There's right? there. A lot there's of there, a lot there. there. Yeah. 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 All right. So is it me or you? It's me. It's you. Okay, cool. So are you a DIY, or are you going to call an expert when something goes wrong? <laughs> It really depends what it is. <laughs> if it has anything to do with being handy in terms of like how's like my apartment yeah. or like fixing things, call an expert hands down. If it's something that I want to do on my own or create myself, DIY for sure. Cool. And Pinterest is my best friend. Oh, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'm like not a call an expert. I'm like try to figure out how to become an expert. And then I probably become like a 30% expert and something is likely to go awry later. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I feel control in the moment. <laughs> okay, great. So, Leah, what did you want to be growing up? Gosh, I had lots of different things. I most remember, though, wanting to be an advertising executive. For some reason, I imagined mm, myself fancy. in, like, yeah. I was, like, high heels in a suit, making decisions. I loved advertising. I loved, like, commercials, movies, and, and the creative space. So I wanted to be in that space but also be, like, powerful and mm. businessy. Okay. Yeah. Kind of random. A five-year-old yeah. <laughs> wanting to be an advertising Very ambitious. executive. <laughs> right. Okay, so last one of the fun, well, they're all fun, but last one of the easy ones. What animal would your friends say you're most like? I think my dog, Penny. (laughs) (laughs) When people look at Penny or, like, see her personality, they're like, oh, you're her mother. (laughs) You know, she's just, um, I mean, Penny's more shy than I am, but she's she just has this, like, even-mannered, temperament and she's sweet and yeah I think maybe it's just because I'm with her a lot so we you know have a very special (laughs) relationship and we've connected and so people see that but actually the first thing that came to mind was a panda only because that's my favorite animal so Mm. whenever someone says what is like your spirit animal or an animal that you love panda always comes to my mind because they're just so cute yeah oh they are cute I know dogs are funny it's like they do adapt to your personality Mm -hmm. um so you can see that in people yeah yeah super interesting Okay, final question for you, Leah. Okay. What is the last book you read? Well, I'm still reading it. I am reading The Nightingale, which is a book around France during World War II and the impact of the war on France. But it's a historical fiction novel. So it's I like the idea of like story mixed with getting a lot of the information around the history piece. And I love World War II history. So, yeah. Would you recommend it to our listeners? A thousand percent. Yes. It's incredible. It's long. So if you like 600-page books, great. But I've, I've loved it so far. Awesome. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. All right, so let's get real. So my first question for you and the second five is, what color would best describe your personality? And give me some color around that color. Yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yellow is bright there's energy, there's warmth, um, beauty. And when I think about my essence, so my five essence words are connection, authenticity, warmth, goddess, and catalyst. Mm. These are essence words that I've discovered through an exercise I use in my coaching program. And when I am my best self and I'm in my essence, I am those five words. And the color that most closely aligns with that would be yellow. Sun, bright, shining, that was an easy one for me. Came right. Yeah, to that me. came right to yeah. you. Can you just share for our listeners what's an essence? Sure. So essence is who you are at your core, at your being, when you are your best self. It's it's who you really are, right? But what happens is we have a lot of fears. We have defense mechanisms that we put on top of those fears that are our automatic way of being in terms of not allowing our essence to shine. So as we you know go into adulthood and we experience different scenarios, people, relationships, we put these shields on us, right, to really cover up who we are, you know, and we kind of hold things in. When you're living from your essence, you're really free to to let those things down, to let that shield down. And it allows you to really just be your best self in every way, the way that you connect with yourself, the way you connect with other people, the way you show up. And I truly believe that when you are living in your essence, you are radiating that to other people and allowing the space for people to be in their essence as well. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so essence is just who you really are. It's who you are at your core. And everyone everyone has an essence, right? Everyone is an essence and it's different for each individual and but everyone it's there for everyone you just have to seek it and 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 really practice living it mm. every day cool i've actually done an essence exercise and something for our listeners that's interesting that you could try out is um, the time that I did it, we t generally believe that if we wanted to find out our essence, we would go to our mother, our father, people that are super close to us that mm -hmm. know us very well. Yeah. What's fascinating is I ended up doing this essence exercise with five people I'd never met in my life until an hour before. And they knew me just as well as mm -hmm. my family did mm -hmm. and knew my, my essence or who I really was at my core to the point where, and we each did this for each other, mm -hmm. you're all just like shaken and moved by the fact that someone who's never known you can know you. A hundred percent. I've done that too. So I've yeah. done a workshop where I was with strangers and they were able to look at me and see what I'm radiating and put words up there that they see coming from me without even knowing me at all, with yeah. barely even a conversation. And then when I did my full essence exercise, it's very similar to you, family and close friends, I had about eight or nine people that I, I asked to give me at least five words that they thought were me. And what you do is you kind of look at what the similarities are and, and they, they're there. And the similarities between the close family and friends and the strangers, it was uncanny. Uncanny. Yeah. That's all I was thinking too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, Leah, what is your most treasured memory? I'm a water person, so most of my treasured memories are near the water. I grew up going to Lake Tahoe. I'm from California. And we went in the summers, so we were, you know, by the water. And the another one that I, I love is Candlewood Lake, which is in Connecticut here. I have a close friend whose family has a house there. So it's really just being by the water. That's Those are always memories I have. And for me, more specifically, it's a lake. I don't know why. It's just this feeling of, like, It looks, a lot of times, lakes look really endless. It looks like an ocean, but in some way you know that there's some sense of, like, community and this feeling of kind of being, I don't know, like, held Mm. safe. I was going to say, like, what about the water specifically, but... Yeah, I mean, water's just, I'm I'm just such a water person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew, I grew up in California and I live in New York now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly not going to get away you're from east, it. You're a coaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm a West coaster. coaster. Yeah. Exactly. But also just the cool things you can do on the water. So, you know, when I think back to memories, it's being on a boat, it's being in a kayak, it's snorkeling, it's just seeing, I mean, snorkeling is one of the most exciting hobbies mm-hmm. for me, um, seeing the world underwater. Mm-hmm. There's just something really magical about it. Yeah, and when we think about play, that just falls right into the arena of play, right? Your most treasured memory is aligned with you playing. Yeah, exactly. Jackie, what would you do with your time if money wasn't a thing? It's funny because I feel like I'm so closely already doing it. Like in terms of helping, supporting people be their best selves, through this podcast, through my coaching exercises, through being a manager at LinkedIn. That is my purpose in this world. And I feel like I'm I'm living that. Honestly, it's hard. Like I feel very much like I am doing what I'm meant to be doing. I think I would maybe get my yoga certification and maybe teach that if, you know, not not it's not even about the money. It's more about, I guess, time, right? Like not if time wasn't an issue. But yeah, I'd continue doing what I'm doing and and working towards creating an impact for others in this world. It's so interesting because the question was about money, but I actually think a more interesting question is if time weren't an issue, mm-hmm. right? Because that's they're two different Yeah, luxuries. what was the exact question? So the question was, what would you do with your time if money wasn't an issue, which is such a common question, right? Yeah. People say like, you know, money is the thing, so I have to do X, Y, and Z. But it was interesting to hear you say that time is actually... Well, because I'm not driven by money. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just never... Like, money is not a motivator for me. Um, purpose is. You know, like, money is important. Don't get me wrong. And, and it's important to me to to be, you know, financially safe and comfortable. And at the same time, it's not what gets me going. And mm-hmm. so the the real thing that gets me going is purpose and what I find is a bigger biggest blocker for me is the time context that I live in in terms of just being busy and, and doing things day to day and something that I'm continually working on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Leah, hmm. what's the best career advice you ever received? I think it was kind of recent. <laughs> um, it's And it's so simple. And I who knows? We're still seeing what the outcome of that's going to be. But it's just to follow your heart. Like, that's it. Mm. And I'll I'll also rephrase that for anyone who feels like they don't know what their heart says. I also love the advice of following your curiosities. So go where you're drawn. You know, Mm. when you're drawn to something, follow that curiosity and just see where it ends ends up. You just don't know. Yeah. I think some of the coolest careers I've seen have been people who, for me at least, that interest me, 
are people who have done a lot of different things, which is something you see a lot in real estate. I worked in real estate for a year for a brokerage um, on the corporate side, but I worked with lots of agents. And they had the coolest backgrounds. I mean, they were singers, actors, writers. They had been waitresses. I mean, everything under the sun. And they've just had so many experiences that led them to where they are, but they haven't held themselves to some specific standard of what Mm. they had to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. So, Jackie, when do you lose track of time? (laughs) Time. Coming back again. (laughs) When I'm in really good conversation. Cool. When I'm sitting with a friend or a family member and I'm just having a great conversation and I'm laughing. When I'm laughing, I have no Mm -hmm. sense of time. It's all that matters in the moment. Yeah. I would say I've lost track of time even right now. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Leah, what's a favorite family tradition? (laughs) So I was the youngest child growing up during Christmas time. I always force my dad to get the biggest tree with the most full branches and I it, it's like a no no questions asked. So the tradition is we every year we have this argument, <laughs> my whole family, but I am the most passionate about it and I always win. And so my dad and I end up agreeing that we're going to go get like a six and a half, seven foot plus tree that's super full and it's such a pain to take out. <laughs> he has to take it out, but I decorate it. So it's just a funny thing because it's been happening for the last like, I don't know, since I was born. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. All right. So what do you love to do for others? I love to give gifts that are thoughtful. When I have a friend's birthday or even just not a birthday, right? Like if it's just like a random, if I love to see something in a store that reminds me of someone and buy it and give it to them for no reason. I find that gifts can be incredible if there's like meaning or thought aligned to it. And I think they're even better when there's no reason to give it. So I think for me, that's something that brings me joy and I know brings the other person joy as well. Love that. Yeah. And it's so thoughtful, right? Yeah. And it's, again, like connected to something bigger, in my opinion. Like it, there's meaning behind it. There's thought, you know, that went into it. It's not just a random like present that you would that you can give to anyone. Right. Leah, what are you most grateful for? This is the same question I have for you. <laughs> I knew we were going to have at least one of them. Yep. There we go. All right. So I think... Right now, I'm just most grateful for the awareness of being present. For me, it's sort of interesting. Like, gratitude brings me present, and being present brings me gratitude. So just being able to be in each moment. And I'm not good at it all the time, but I'm aware of it. And so I just try as often as I can to bring myself back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. It just makes me aware of what's going on in my life, and it ensures that I don't miss some of the most amazing moments. Mm -hmm. And it just, yeah, it makes me super grateful for the smallest things. And there's always that quote I think of, and it's not going to come perfectly again, but it's like, at the end of your life, it won't be the big things that you think about, it'll be all the small things. Mm-hmm. So I just really try to think about that. Yeah, it's ungrateful. What for. kind of advice do you have for our listeners around how to create presence? I think it's just awareness of one of our challenges in life is spending time wrangling our minds, <laughs> like mm-hmm. getting our minds in check. Uh, a lot of times our minds run us versus us understanding that we can actually run our own minds. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, first of all, just understand that concept. I think second, it is just awareness, just Thinking to yourself, where am I right now? I mean, I've told you that's a question I've asked myself. And then when you answer, so for example, where am I right now? I am in New York City. I am in Manhattan. I am in the Empire State Building, which is in Midtown. And I'm sitting in a studio on the 25th floor. 
it just brings you to a place you're like, oh, I'm right here. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. And uh, as you know, I have the same question for you, but I did have a little bit of a variation. What are you grateful for in this moment? I'm grateful for the opportunity to share with our listeners who we are to play. This has felt like such a fun, light episode, and mm-hmm. it's. I don't feel anything like hard or stopping me. I, I just feel open, and I feel really grateful for, for being able to feel this way. And, you know, the perspective you just gave of, like, where you are right now, I feel grateful to be in the Empire State Building, the most iconic building in, in Manhattan, in New York City, which is one of the most amazing cities in the world, being able to do this podcast with one of my best friends and oh. colleagues. So Love. Okay. If you could go back in time, a lot of time today, <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Oh, that it's all going to work out. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think it's just that simple. Like, yeah. don't worry. It's just going to work out. I wish I could tell myself that now. <laughs> I wish I could go forward in time and be like 40 and come back well, and tell can. my 31-year-old self, like, I can't. Yes. You can. Here. I totally can. So, yeah, it's just it's all going to work out. Yeah. And it's just the lightness of that, right? Like, yeah. you just don't even, okay, great, it's going to work out. Then I don't really mm-hmm. have to worry. Obviously, I'm not going to be complacent, but I'm just going to know that life's going to shake out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's reflect for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I know we're coming up on time already. That was, for me, that was so enjoyable. I mean, I think I just said it when we talked about gratitude. Like, it feels super light. It feels fun. I felt like time was just going by and I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. I learned about you. We got to share with our listeners. There was some wisdom in there um, that I hope our listeners took away. Upon my reflection, it was just light and fun. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. I think I feel like full hearted right now, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not often that you get to do things like this with people, with anyone. <laughs> um, and a lot of times we don't do it on purpose. And so, you know, we started this episode talking about how a lot of times play is planned and that can make it hard to play. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important to take time to plan play yeah. in the way that we just did, because yeah. now I feel like Generally, I feel excited that I'm sharing more of myself. I'm excited that I've heard more about you. Mm -hmm. I'm excited that our listeners are going to be able to take this and hopefully do something with it. I don't even know what. I mean, we came into this with no expectations, but I I just think there's a lot of value here. Yeah. Well, I think one one piece is that you know, play can mean whatever you want it to mean for you. And for me and you, it was important to put ourselves in the arena to learn about each other. And when I was looking up some of these questions, you know, something that I kept seeing when I was like Googling different questions, it was just the the, the talk around how to create intimacy with another human being. And it is through asking open-ended questions. And so for our listeners, these are questions you, you, you said dating, but it can even be family members, mm-hmm. right? It could be friends. There's always more to learn about another human being. And if you're looking to build connective tissue, it could be in the workplace, right, with your team. Um, I know with my team, um, we're doing an exercise next week where we are asking each other vulnerable questions and we sit and it what it does is it creates psychological safety and that's Mm -hmm. trust empathy and communication it opens the door for that and so I I think just asking one another open-ended questions allows for so much beauty and intimacy and so for us that was a form of play yeah Um, and so I that's what I took from it yeah totally I love that so with that we're gonna wrap our question for you actually isn't a question it's a statement it's just go play 
We're excited to hear how you play and see how you play. If you are looking for more In the Arena episodes, you can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, under In the Arena, LinkedIn. And we're just so excited to have you all on this ride with us. So thanks so much for joining. Thanks, listeners. See you soon. 